Was the American Revolution biblical? Uh, that's not the question. That's my title for this. Somebody wrote me a question. How come you rephrase the questions? Because I'm the one? Because I, I can. <laughs> because I'm trying to, me trying to be as helpful as I can be. Uh, how does Romans 13, 1 to 7 submit to the emperor, submit to the civil authorities, which teaches civil authorities are instituted by God and should be obeyed, respected? How does that align with Christians supporting the American Revolution? What about Christians living under unjust governments? How can God ordain unjust governments? Okay. It's true. Romans 13, 1 to 7, we need to have that in mind. Uh, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and and those that exist have been instituted by God. That's just the first two verses. But all seven verses say that your civil government was instituted by God, and you should obediently respect it. And you go, oh, only if they're good. Now, Paul's talking about Nero. That's his emperor, almost certainly, when he writes that. Um, that is the principle. I remember, uh, oh, 10, 15 years ago, when we got a, a liberal president elected and our elders were praying for him. And I had to actually say to some of the elders, feel free to pray for our president's conversion, but try to be respectful. Don't, don't pray about, Father, we pray for that rascal in Washington. <laughs> That's probably not as respectful as Rev. Moments, whether the whole church thinks that or not. The elders probably shouldn't talk that way. From me. We need to be respectful. And so the question is, if that's true, how did Christians justify the rebellion? Well, the answer is it was a massive controversy at the time of the revolution. And this is why you had Tories. A lot of the Tories, the American colonists who sided with the British, did so out of biblical conviction because of Romans 13, 1-7. There's a, a legendary uh, systematic theology professor at RTS Charlotte, Doug Kelly, and all the RTS guys are absolutely devoted to Doug. I didn't have him, but I've gotten to know him. I love him too. And his family were all Tories. And, uh, they've, and he literally lives on the farmland that his ancestors had prior to the American Revolution. But they really suffered, you know, because they were Tories. And the reason they were Tories is they were convicted over Romans 13. And that was one of the big issues. And to such an extent that the church at the time that did support the revolution, George Washington and whatnot, they had to really articulate their position. And there is a, the Reformed Church believes in the doctrine of the lesser magistrate. That's the essence of the answer. Uh, that lower officials have a duty to protect the people under them from the tyranny of a higher magistrate. First guy to really develop this is Calvin. Because one of the things that's happening in the Protestant Reformation is among, among the things they're rethinking coming out of Catholicism is church and state relations. And it's particularly the books of Judges, Samuel, and Kings is where you're going to get this material. And they, I think correctly, Calvin does kind of a rudimentary version of it. John Knox has a very development sense, and it's really impacted the Presbyterian Church. In fact, the American Revolution in England, who knows what the American Revolution was called by the king? The Presbyterian Revolution. Because of the Presbyterian argument in favor of the revolution by means of the lesser magistrate. If you're a lower official, now that's mainly going to be the colonial assemblies. That's going to be the Continental Congress and the, the Assembly of the State of Virginia. 
And so if the king is going to tyrannize the people, and what really tipped them over was when the king sent his navy and he bombarded villages along the coast and he burned and slaughtered the people, that was when they went, that's it. And so the argument of the Christians, and I think it's right, is that the lesser magistrate has a duty to protect the people under him from the tyranny of the higher magistrate. And when your lesser magistrate's doing that, you may have the duty. There's certainly a legitimate aspect to that. Now, give me a biblical example. Okay, Obadiah. I, I didn't think of this until after I'd written my slides. When Elijah shows up, what chapter? You're doing, what time? First Kings 19, 17, it's earlier. So it's the beginning of Elijah. So Elijah shows up at Samaria, I guess, and, uh, and wicked King Ahab, and he runs across a guy named, uh, uh, I just said his name, Obadiah. Obadiah is like the chamberlain, it's like the court official to wicked King Ahab, and he's telling Elijah, oh, I'm, I'm sneaking people out. And I'm, I've got a cave where I've been hiding the prophets. So there you have the lesser magistrate rebelling as he's able against the authority of the higher magistrate, and God endorses that. That's a really good biblical example of that. Uh, John Knox used Jeremiah a lot, Jeremiah chapter 37, particularly when Jeremiah meets with uh, the, the, the Jewish king Zedekiah and says, oh no, I've told everybody to surrender to the Babylonians. Remember that from our Jeremiah series? And the king's like, uh, why are you doing that? Oh, because God told me to do so. And, well, I know you can't do that because I make the rules, I'm the king. And Jeremiah goes, well, you make some of the rules. But when God gives me a revelation, I say that whether or not what you say. And and, And the principle is, particularly when the moral law of God is being violated flagrantly by a tyrannical higher magistrate, godly lesser magistrates have a duty to rebel. Now, one thing the whole Reformation is agreed in, that you, 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 don't, you don't have anarchy. And so if you don't have a lesser magistrate defending you, then you need to pray for a lesser magistrate. But you don't just take up your gun and declare your house a sovereign state and barricade your door. You're going to get shot, and we'll have a nice funeral for you, but... We're not going to justify that. It's the less God establishes these magistrates, that is a reformed view. That's why the American Revolution was called the Presbyterian Revolution. I have to to admit, as you can tell, I take a lot of joy in that. It's reformed doctrine coming to the cause again. Um, So what about, I'm a Christian living under tyranny. Well, you are not to be a revolutionary. You're not, you're not, you as you are not to be a rebel. And so if you're living in China under Z, you're trying to, and this is what's going on right now, you're doing your best to, to be a good citizen under tyranny, or if you're Paul under Nero. And sure, I mean, uh, you're, 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 you, know, you, may, you, you may hide people, you know, you're going to hide this, you're, you're not going to support the persecution, but you are, the church is not, does not have the mission of overthrowing the tyrannies, the political tyrannies of the world. And in general, Christians, you know, live at, so far as it depends on you, live at peace with all people. But if there is a legitimate lesser magistrate, well, then you have the right to support that person. A, a good modern example would be, let's say the President of the United States, whoever he is, uh, passes issues of presidential edict. What are they called? Uh, that's what they are executive order, and it's contrary to the Constitution. 
That would be a tyrannical thing. And let's say the governor of South Carolina goes, hey, we ain't doing that in South Carolina. If that's right, in principle, our reaction would be to pray for the governor and support him. It is the lesser magistrate's duty. And in, in, in the United States, the law is the Constitution, the ultimate law. And so if the president, whether he's Republican or Democratic, seeks to issue presidential orders that are violating the, the rights of the Constitution, and if your lesser magistrate, which would mainly be the governor, does that, I say we pray for him and support him. That would be what that doctrine says. So last question, why would God establish, if God established government, which Paul says, there's no government that God himself did not establish it. That's why you don't respect Nero, you respect God by obeying him. How could God do that? Well, uh, as judgment. One of God's judgments on the people is to give them wicked rulers. And often in his inscrutable wisdom for the sake of his glory through the gospel. Uh, you think of Joseph. The wicked ruler was the new Pharaoh who did not remember. You know, or, and, and, the, and all that happened. What does Joseph say? What you meant for evil, God meant for good. God sinlessly employs sin for the glory of his gospel and its grace. And so it is not a scandal to us that God sovereignly establishes governments and some of those governments are evil. In principle, don't be a godless people because don't expect, you're very likely, I mean, if you look at America, and you've heard me say it before, people say, do you, th- you think God will ever judge America? And I go, biblically speaking, what do you think has been going on? Most of our lifetimes. And, and wicked ju- government is an aspect of that judgment, but God has other purposes. That doesn't change the principle. We're to do our, we're to show respect to civil leaders. We're to honor them. I don't, I, it bothers me biblically when, you know, there's some political leader who we don't, we, we, we think is a problem. For Christians to speak contemptuously of that person, we ought to refrain from doing so. It is God who has made Joe Biden president of the United States, just to pick the current president. And that should put a restraint on us. Now, feel free, if, if you're so inclined, some of you might be, to argue against some of his policies. You have the right to do that, but we should do so respectfully. And we, we are not. Saying to respect the president, I might <laughs> <laughs> <The>, uh, <laughs> We are not revolutionaries. I'm done.